Here we go, Prowlers fans. Welcome back to the Prowlers podcast. I'm Joe Pace. I'm here with my buddy Jeremy Skiba. Let's get it going, Joe. And we got a special guest with us today, uh, number 51 player assistant coach, assistant captain, Matt Graham. What's going on? Yeah, welcome, Graham. Good to be here finally, you know, can finally, uh, not not doing flooring this week, so I was able to make it out. Yeah. Jeremy, like, <laughs> how long has this been that we've been teasing Graham that he's going to come I, on? I, th- I think since episode two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good because I, uh, I finally retired from flooring. Uh, I'm done with that industry, so now I can focus on hockey, I guess. Oh, yeah, me too. We don't <laughs> like the flooring. We're back to hockey. Let's go. So, uh Jeremy, what's happening this week? It's going to be a fun episode, guys. Uh, We got Matt on. We're going to be talking to Matt. But we also got the results from the dispersal draft around the league. And we can make fun of Jeremy's mock draft. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we got some other free agent signings. But uh, let's get after it, buddy. Yeah, I I mean, so I I think we had a decent draft. Um, Should I just go, you want me to go round by round for us? What we... uh... Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. us. He's gonna do just us because we know that uh, P- Pisano he didn't go first well, overall. Yeah, the yeah, mentor. he went first in the second round, <laughs> at least. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I mean, uh, so um, we pretty much had I think everything wrong last last week about the order of the draft. We learned afterwards uh, when you gave Brent Clark a call after our podcast that it was like a snake draft where it'd go one through eight. Eight through one, one through eight for Delaware. Three rounds for Delaware, and then Motor City had their own round, which was just teams one through eight. Uh, so we picked sixth uh, after Elmira, and that was I found odd because in the Battle Creek draft we picked fifth right before Elmira, but nonetheless the order changed. Whatever it is. So it if is. you didn't catch it, our record got better over yeah. COVID. I guess so. it, yeah, we I got guess a better so. winning percentage. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, we picked uh, first round, uh, sixth overall. We picked a goaltender named Anthony Puplo, who played um, Division Three hockey between two schools in New England. And then we flipped. And let me and let okay. me tell you, no. that pick was that pick was pretty much me and you. This guy didn't even know yeah. we wanted to pick another goal. Well, well I was. So it was yeah, me well, and Jeremy okay. colluding on that one. Well, I, I well, me and Matt were here together during the draft, and and I had mentioned like you know we were both interested in, in Pueblo, and Matt Matt agreed. He he looked him up and said it looks like a solid goalie. I think that should be our number one. And funny enough, Elmira picked Aaron Taylor right before us. So it was like, oh man, like goalie went that early. Like, well, we, let's we, grab him. You know, if Aaron Taylor didn't go there. We weren't going Aaron Taylor right after that for sure. Yeah, no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Aaron Taylor was not on our list. Sorry, Aaron Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, we picked uh, Puplo, and right after the draft, uh, Brent Clark text Matt and asked, "Oh, you know, uh, you know, I want to, I want to trade for him." And in exchange, we acquired Joe Devaney, uh, who played for the Wolves last year. It was his first year in the uh, F. PHL, 39 games played, 21 goals, 26 assists. Uh, he also uh, had a quick stint in the SPHL with Birmingham, uh, two games played and one goal there. Um, uh, from what I remember with Devney, I remember watching him play against us pretty fast, had a nice wrist shot, uh, moved through the zones quickly. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I good think player, that, really good player. Well, last year, our, his first pro game was against us. We were in Watertown, and I believe he had a hat trick. He did. And uh, everyone was worried about Jurich that night, and uh, this guy came out of nowhere in his first game as a Watertown Wolf and picked up three against us. And I don't think that was the only time 
he got a hat trick against us. No, I think there was one other time. They, I was going to tell Jeremy, I, I really like these D3 guys. Maybe it's because I played D3. <laughs> But uh, I feel like when they come into this league, like a lot of guys who have been successful there are pretty successful here because uh, they have a good work ethic and the college hockey game is like very fast, run and gun, like play like balls to the wall essentially well, and like playing the body, you know. Well, you think about a guy like Stoya, he came in as a 19, 20-year-old and he's trying to play against men. This guy's 26 years old yeah. coming out of college. You know, you just a different feel. And I started playing pro hockey at 18. So, you know, I was just always getting tossed around. Being a 19-year-old playing against men, you just, it, it's sometimes you can't keep up. You can't even see the game fast enough to keep up. Right, and soon you'll be 40 tossing around the 19-year-olds. Oh, my gosh, no way. That's a half a century away. <laughs> So, yeah, in that first round, basically we acquired uh, Devney. Uh, moving on to the second round, uh, after Pisano was taken, uh, <laughs> it was pretty much all our guys were off the board, well, all the, our top picks, so we picked uh, Joel Sebastian Brask. Um, this was a guy, I, I looked up pretty much all the players on Delaware, and this one I, I saw going in this round somewhere. Um, plays in Finland, from Finland. Uh, so far this season, he actually is playing in Finland. He has six games played, uh, five goals, five assists, uh, playing with Warkus in the Division Two um, league in Finland. And I think when Matt and I researched this league, it was pretty much the equivalent of, like, the SP slash Federal. Uh, I think it was, like, like the third or fourth highest there. Um, so, yeah, he had signed with Delaware, uh, actually, back in August. Um, they wanted to bring him in. Obviously, they... Uh, aren't playing this year, so yeah, that's who we acquired. I mean, if you look at this guy's numbers, every single league he's been in has pretty much, he's either been a point-per-game player or above a point-per-game player. So, I mean, it might be a diamond in the rough found in this draft. Just to add to that, too, you know, I mean, uh, something interesting about this, like with our first pick, Poplo, right? We, uh, we picked that guy, and then we immediately trade him to Watertown. It's interesting, because, like, these guys' rights are going to revert back to Delaware after mm -hmm. the end of the season. Uh, so... You know, we essentially trade someone that we were renting for a season for an actual player that is now, like, on our roster and we own the rights to. So. You know, I really didn't even think about that, how we traded a rented guy and we would have never got to keep Pablo, but now we get mm. to keep Devaney yep. and Clarkie doesn't get to keep Pablo. So it's for us, it was a win-win. And Clarkie, if you're listening, sorry, buddy. I don't know if you were thinking about all that. Yeah, and it seems like Devaney could be a big uh, addition to our team. And I remember, I think I, I remember thinking that last week while writing the uh, recap of the dispersal draft. So yeah, yeah. I mean that is, that is pretty big. And yeah, so we have one more pick from them. Uh, yeah, so our last pick from Delaware. Um, pretty much uh, at this point, I think the teams after us. I don't even remember if they drafted any. I think there was like pretty much no one on the board at this point. Yeah, I mean, there, do you remember that? Well, there was a, I think there was like a pass before us. Yeah. One team after us might have passed Team well. Team started passing more. So, But um, th this one, this was pretty much, a, I'd say, a Mac Ram pick. Uh, we picked uh, Matthias Telstrom uh, from Sweden. and Who has been in the Prowler's yeah, so, dressing room before. Yeah, yeah you, so, you guys uh, remember him, right? <laughs> yeah, I saw his name on the list, and uh, I remember him from when uh, Joe Sr. was here coaching my first year here. Uh, he had brought him in from, I think he got cut from an SP team. and he was In uh, Roanoke. Yeah, he was yeah. in Roanoke, and he was on his way uh, back to see his girlfriend who lives around here, and he, he ended up stopping in for a practice or two, and uh, I don't know what ended up happening, but it just didn't end up working out at that time. But, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's a Swedish guy, and uh, he, uh, he has ties back to the Michigan area. So, 
Yeah, and then just last season he played in Sweden, uh, two goals, five assists in 15 games, and also in France where he played 11 games, two assists. Um, so, yeah, all right. Well, uh, well yeah. But okay. No, no, no. Yeah, Joe, yeah, no, you want to hear it's it, no, I was just, I didn't know if you were going to kick it over to me, but yeah, it's just going to be, uh, it's going to be tough for forwards to make our team yeah, this year. Yeah, we, we do have, I'd say, a, a, you know, a good amount. And that's mm-hmm. why we're doing this. We want you fans to know, you know, we're building a winning roster and, uh, you know, right now we have enough forwards to probably put together two teams. So if we can't put together a championship team, we'll be in trouble. <laughs> And so moving on to the last round, there was the Motor City round. Um, I had written down five. Uh, so Motor City, I believe, had 11 players. I wrote down five names. Um, and before we picked, again, we picked sixth. Uh, three of those guys on my list had been taken. I think there was a pass or two there. So um, the top forward, I, I, I thought, from their team was Cody Williams, who we ended up picking. Uh, played four years of... Uh, well, he played two years of ACHA, Division Two and ACHA at uh, UNLV. I had mentioned him last week on the podcast. Um, I was pretty excited that he, he was available. Um, captained uh, UNLV uh, in, their la- in his senior season. And then last year, he, he played in France, uh, where he had uh, 18 games, played 13 goals and 18 assists. I have to say, Matt, this guy makes the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, sign so eloquent. It just sounds so nice. It's like, you know, he says it's like UCLA, you know. It's it's the UCLA of uh, college hockey, I guess, back uh, back on the West Coast. Yeah, I'm just like, he says it's like it's a Big Ten school. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, I I absolutely love Vegas. They were all good picks, and you know what? Uh, you know, more props to you, Jeremy, because uh, you pretty much ran the whole draft. So uh, good for you, buddy. Yeah, like I said, I mean... I hope so. these guys. Well, I know Devaney will, but uh, you know I'm pretty sure he will. But yeah, I hope. I you know we really hope to see these guys uh, compete hard, be so, at training camp, and uh, yeah, maybe make an impact this year. So, uh, fans, right before we get into this more with Matt, just about Matt, uh, you know, Jeremy has been on with us now for just about a year. About a year and a month, I think. A year and a month, <laughs> and uh, it's been an adventure. And uh, Matt Graham is, you know, a big reason why Jeremy's here. And this upcoming season, Jeremy's going to take a bigger role with the team and be even more involved. And uh, he did a great job just this past week with the dispersal draft and getting things together for us. And then uh, he did all the speaking on it. So how funny was that to see it come full circle from him coming here as an intern broadcaster to him send down with us in the war room and drafting players on a dispersal call would you have ever thought a year ago when he was coming in like if i told you this guy would be a coaching with you in a year you know you know what's funny about it is like when we first got his uh his interest or his resume on hockey shift uh i was talking to joe and i look at this guy's resume and i'm like what this guy worked at Harvard? <laughs> I'm looking at it, and then he's got New York Jets articles posted and everything. I'm like, oh my god, this guy's a big time journalist, you know? I'm like, oh, and then he sends me his Photoshop uh, portfolio, and I'm like, this is perfect. I don't have to do this stuff anymore. I don't have to learn Photoshop. This guy's gonna come in and do it all. And uh, now you know he's uh, he's making decisions over me, and I'm doing the Photoshop. So it's uh, <laughs> gonna come full circle for myself, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. In quarantine, I was thinking about it a lot, and it's funny because you mentioned like doing the dispersal draft because it's like, oh man, this is like playing NHL 18 at home, you know, but building your own team. But um, you'll get sick of playing NHL 18 once you start doing this. <laughs> well, you know what, Jer- Jeremy really liked. I don't know if all the fans saw it, 
but uh, someone created video game characters of the whole league and mm. did mock playoffs last year and ran simulation games and put them up on the internet. And uh, it was pretty cool. And uh, I know Jeremy was digging that. You were digging that. Uh, right? Yeah, I, I thought it was a great idea. I did not like our ratings. And for some reason, Joe Joe was playing left wing on the third line of the Prowlers. So, I mean, <laughs> you know... I, I don't, you know, so um, I feel like the OCD comes in there a bit like, all right, we got to get Joe back. If we need a forward, put Contrato up there maybe. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Joe, Joe has been known to hop up there and play some grinding forward, forward shifts here and yeah, there. I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, the, the guy must have saw something. Maybe we'll try it this year. <laughs> yeah, it worked out in the past. Puck, pucks deep, pucks out of the zone. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm really thankful for this opportunity to join you guys. Um you know, in, in the war room, being alongside you guys, helping out with practice, uh, you know, on the bench during away games, helping the sales team during home games, and then, uh, you know, helping with sales during the week. Sort of a bit what I did last year. and uh, Yeah, finding yeah. his replacement for on the mic and yep. all this cool so, stuff. So, yeah, if anybody's interested, please email us. <laughs> well, you know, I think you got to get Doc Emmerich in there to, uh, to replace you. you yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, yeah, we, I can give him a call, too. I'll let him know. I mean, he did, oh he did say, so I mentioned this last week when I was on that oh, panel right. discussion with him. He, he, he doesn't want to come out of retirement, but you know what? It's right down the road. I think this is some pretty exciting hockey. Maybe we convince him. Maybe with uh, some help from you, too. Uh, you know? Doc, <laughs> Doc, if you're listening, this is an official request to ask for your return. Trust me. A charity night one day down the road. Yeah. We'll raise some money for uh, the shelter, and uh, we'll put towards a good cause. But uh, let the guy re- enjoy retirement. Jeez, you <laughs> it's only, guys. It's only been a week. <laughs> I know. So, hey, a lot of fans know Matt. But, uh, you know, I met Matt his first ever day in the FHL. His first day, it didn't last long where we were. But, uh, Matt, you will get into college and youth hockey. But, you know, talk about your first day in the FHL. Yeah, so I... Uh... I'd started in the SP that year, and I, uh, myself and Brandon Parkhouse got cut the same day. Uh, we were looking for a place to go, uh, contacting guys that we knew from this league or that we knew from, uh, from around hockey. Uh, someone got us in contact with Nick Niedert, mm. and uh, we called Nick Niedert. Nicky was like, yeah, come on in. Uh, you guys are going to love it here. You know, like The goal is getting back up to the next level. So uh, we uh, took the short drive. I think it's like three and a half hours from uh, Peoria down to uh, Danville, Illinois. And uh, just right down the road, driving to town, uh, we show up, and uh, our immediate reaction was, oh, my God, what is this? Where are we? We, uh, we start driving in. I'm kind of laughing because I have a comical attitude, you know, and Parkhouse is kind of freaking out about it. But uh, we, uh, we head downtown to the rink, and uh, we start driving there, and we see all these factories on the side of the road, and there's just crows everywhere. And we're like, oh my god, this like, where are we? Like, this place <laughs> the is Danville Crows. I, I remember, yeah, I remember, yeah. yeah. So we uh, we actually go in there, we practice with them for a day. Uh, Mike Chigasol was the head coach at the time, right? Oh yeah. And uh, he, uh, we get out there. He's got the border patrol stuff in the middle of the ice. We're doing one on ones on each half of the ice. This guy all of a sudden loses his mind and throws his stick like fifteen rows up into the stands. He's shooting pucks out of the rink and stuff. It was. 
Who, you, me? No, Chickasola. Oh, my gosh. I was on the team. That's right. Oh, I was were asking. you really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's why I'm asking. I, 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 think, I remember I this. I remember we, the day. I never knew you up. went to Danville yeah, first. Well, I never I didn't for know. For a day. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Yeah, I never knew you went. Yeah. I didn't sign. No, yeah. we, we did a drill in there, and I remember uh, Ryan Huggett was trying to fight me the entire drill, and I was just like, coming from the SPM, like, I'm not fighting this guy. You know? like, <laughs> get, like, not at practice. So, you know, anyways, we uh, we finish up with the practice. We go upstairs to uh, Chiggy's office. And uh, Parkhouse is like, I'm not signing. And he's like, oh, like, oh, we, we got to get you set up in the housing. Like, let's get you set up. Like, here's the here's the house. That's where you guys are gonna be living. And uh, me and Parkhouse told him, we go, uh, yeah, we uh, we actually just got a call from Knoxville, and we're actually driving straight there. So uh, we'll we'll uh, hit you up if uh, if it doesn't work out there. And uh, we ended up calling Brad Zangs in Watertown, and ended up driving all the way up to Watertown, and then playing these guys probably the next night. And I'm like. God, I hope no one remembers us. But, uh. Oh, yeah. He was, the Chickasaw was losing it. He was freaking out. He's like, we lost two players to Watertown. Ah. And I'm like, they didn't fight Huggett. They, we don't want those guys. Right. So, so, this, so, so, like, he should have just dropped the gloves with Huggett. You would have killed him. So, so you, you ended up in Watertown. So that was what, like 2013, 2014, yeah. that season? Yeah, 2013, 2014. We ended up, uh, I ended up in Watertown for probably two weeks and then I ended up going to Slovakia. I, I was going to ask but, you. Uh, yeah. yeah. They, they, uh, they ended up bringing Dustin Skinner in and, uh, he replaces me and I'm just like, oh, I got to get Prowlers out. fans know yeah. this name Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny. It's the conversation and I'll just say it on here. Like the conversation I had with Brad Zangs when they brought him in was, I was like, you're going to bring in this guy. Like, I have a point per game right now, and you're going to bring in this guy? He's like, he's a proven guy in this league. I'm like, everyone's a proven guy in this league. Like, you know, it's like a weekend or a season. It doesn't matter. Like, everyone's going to put up those numbers. But, yeah, I, uh, I ended up going to Slovakia a few weeks later and uh, finishing finishing well, the year out there and then coming back and uh, finishing out the season, that exact season with Watertown, under a new regimen there with uh, – uh, Player GM uh, Chris McCarthy and uh, Brent Clark, who was okay. Okay, okay. you're getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> so uh, he he comes into the FHL, folks, and then leaves abruptly. And when he comes back so abruptly, everyone didn't even know he was gone. They people, I think, on other teams, we hadn't played you guys in a month. Well, we only missed one game against you, and then you're back. You know, people didn't even know you went to Slovakia. That was an interesting year because there was only four teams at that time. So we would make crazy road trips where we would go all the way to Dan, or we'd play one or Friday, Thursday night in Watertown, Friday night in Dayton, Saturday night in Danville, and then Sunday night all the way back in Watertown. And it was like four and fours like that all the yeah, time. Yeah, the whole there was only fans. There was four teams in the league that year, and we all played each other almost every weekend. Yeah. Wow. It got got very friendly by the end of the year. Although I will say, it was pretty violent in February. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say back in back at the end of the season, it got pretty violent again. I remember we played one game in Dayton, and I don't know if you were there. Yeah, you were there, but uh, we uh, we ended up having like six or seven fights in this game. It was just. Puck drop, fight, puck drop, fight. Puck this drop, is the fight. year I had 22 fights, and he's trying to say it wasn't that bad of a year. I fought <laughs> almost every other game. So right. At first, at first when I came back, I didn't think it was that bad. But, uh, no, funny story. I know, like, after uh, Joe ended up getting traded back to uh, Dayton, mm-hmm. I remember this because we were in, it was in the playoffs, first, or first round. Uh, I think someone slashed my stick out of my hand, and I was coming in on a two-on-one with Joe. And Joe looks – or against Joe, sorry, me and Britt Ouellette. 
and uh, Joe comes at me trying to like hit me, and I kicked the puck by him, and then Britt Ouellette went down and scored. Oh my gosh. Do you remember that? Or yeah, no? I, I, I do. He had no option. Yeah, he just kicked it. And I thought for sure he was just going to get lit up. I was like, he's going to chase this puck. I'm going to get to hit him first. And he got a kick on it. And I was like, damn sewer ball before game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's why I've played it ever since. You know? <laughs> but uh, he, he, this guy skips around. That season was very exciting. But uh, for that playoffs, for you to even kick that puck, you guys were kicked out of your team apartments and so this is like last week of march and uh they're getting kicked out of the team apartments so they're like march 31st you got to be out well that's tomorrow morning they have to come play us april 1st and 2nd or april 2nd and 3rd well they had no apartments so they put all their stuff in their cars and they get on the bus before that so they told us they kept changing the date of the playoffs that year. It was like a floating date. And eventually they were like, it was like a Tuesday or something like that. They're like, you guys got to go down there on a Tuesday and play them in the first round. You guys are going to play uh, games one and two, and then it's going to be over with. And we're like, okay, like, all right. So we, so they, they go, you guys are out of the team apartments on the first of the month. So we had to go to the apartments, and us as players had to move every single piece of furniture out of these apartments on, like, Let's say it's a Sunday, mm-hmm. and we moved everything out from these apartments to storage units. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was fun because I had Junior Harris there with me, and uh, he's he's wild. But you know, it was constant constant uh, banter about oh, leagues folding, leagues folding. Yeah, he's seen a lot of prowlers that yeah. have championship rings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, another guy, Junior Harris. But we yeah. so anyway, so we move all the furniture out of these places into the storage unit, and then the next day we get up in the morning, we drive take all our stuff with us like joe said all of our suitcases everything is under the bus and uh the plan was if we come back or when we come back to watertown like everyone here that has cars will just leave immediately everyone else is gonna get dropped off at airports and stuff but we uh so and to from the other end of this folks they were telling us they had to come and play tuesday and we're finding this out on monday morning that we're playing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, we're playing tomorrow. Like maybe it was <laughs> Sunday. It might have been Sunday afternoon. Everyone's like, what are we doing? They're like, oh, we got to play Tuesday. And we're like, wait, what? I thought we we're playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They're like, no, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. I wasn't even I'm like, Friday. when's the championship? They go, whoever wins the first round goes to play Danbury the on after. Saturday and oh, yeah. Sunday. And so, oh, wow. guys, so, that's how the playoffs wow. got formulated. We played our last games of the year, Friday, Saturday. Sunday was a day off. Monday, they traveled. And then we played Tuesday, Wednesday, game Thursday. one and two. No. Well, yeah, because we... No, no, Thursday, Thursday, folks, there was no game Thursday because there was a band practice at all the arenas in town. We played Friday. The bus was running outside. Whoever won the game, the bus was leaving with them on it. But, yeah, well, so here, here's the funniest part about the whole thing. They didn't think that we were going to win a single game. They were planning for just a sweep. Uh-huh. So they didn't get us hotels or anything like that when we came to town. So, like, okay, obviously, first night we had a hotel. Second night... They're just planning on us, giving all our gear back, all our jerseys back uh, to Dayton. I think Joe's dad was there. Yeah, I think Chris McCarthy scored the game-winning goal. So there you guys go. <laughs> it was Chris like a, McCarthy had to save the day. It was like a 7-6 to six game or something like that. And mm-hmm. then we end up winning that game and forcing them to put us 
in a Motel 6 that night because there was nothing else available. Yeah. Well, and so the reason why it, <laughs> we didn't have ice the next day or anything was there was a college drumline band competition that was like the biggest in the country besides for the one in Atlanta. And like <laughs> yeah. the arenas were getting, they were covering the ice up to do this band thing at every arena in town. It was like a huge one-day competition or something. It was so weird. So funniest part is, is on Thursday night, we go to the Motel 6 and one uh, one of these rooms, like they're all smoking rooms and stuff like that. And Parkhouse, I'll refer to again, former prowler. He uh, he's on the team too, and he's like, "I'm not sleeping in a smoking room. It smells like cigarettes on here." So he went on the bus and just slept on the bus that night. And that's probably why we lost because he wasn't prepared. So oh gosh, well, Parky can't close it out. So so after that, now after that season, now did you go back to Slovakia or so so immediately after that game, I'll say we drive. This is this is interesting too. So we're driving, yeah, 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 we're driving back to Watertown. We're driving back to Watertown. <laughs> we can't even get to the next season. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, we're driving back to Watertown, and guys are booking flights on their phones, no. and I ended up getting dropped. It's like guys get dropped off in Cincinnati, in uh, Rochester, in Buffalo, and I end up getting dropped off in Rochester. Paul Atwell wakes me up in the morning and goes, Matt, we're at the airport. And I'm like, oh, okay, grab my stuff, see you guys. Everyone's sleeping. <laughs> that was it. No end of the season party, nothing like that. Oh. So, see you guys later. <laughs> Why didn't you fly out of, like, Buffalo? I, that, that was the cheapest flight to L.A. at the time. So. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Wow. Crazy what an year. end of the season. Yeah, yeah. We did that one year for Christmas. It was the season prior to this one you're talking about. Driving back from Danbury, all along the way, we were dropping guys off at airports, and they were going their own separate ways. And by the time we got back to Danville, there was like three guys on the bus. There was like no one there. It was just like barren. Every by Indianapolis, that was the last stop. Everyone cleared off at Indy to fly home for Christmas break. But. uh Pretty wild, but uh, I don't think we could do story time without you now moving on to the next season. So that was the, was that 13-14? Yep, so that was 13-14. I spent in Watertown Park in Slovakia and then back to Watertown. And uh, the whole time I was in Slovakia, I was just complaining about it. It was like, uh, I don't know, I mean, it's, it's... Well, so now we got to move on to the 14-15 season. So you train in California. Do you know right away you're going back to Slovakia, or so, did you play the, play your cards all the way till the end? I was looking for anything else at the time, and then uh, it came back that they were the best offer, and uh, I actually convinced Parkhouse to go with me, who actually I've played like my whole career with, essentially. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I convinced him somehow to go with me after being there and complaining about it for the whole three months I was there. And uh, yeah, we ended up going there, and it was uh, it was it was a good time for sure. You got to go to Budapest, uh, you know, Vienna, like a couple areas around there, and it's uh, there's some nice stuff around there. I will say, <laughs> when I first got off the plane, my first year there, I looked over, and it was I don't think it was sunny the entire time I was there. But there was, uh, you know, it's it's a lot of old communist buildings, like apartment buildings and stuff like that, because they're one of the uh, one of the most recent countries to come from post communism. So I think it was like '93 or something. So you guys get there, you're living together. Now you guys played AAA youth hockey together. You played juniors together. You played college together. You've played pro together on two teams or more now together. And now you go to a foreign country together. So now you're the only two guys you could talk to. Did you ever just have those days where you didn't want to see Parkhouse? No, I mean, like, it, it didn't bother me that much. I mean, we had spent so much time. We had, like, lived with each other in college, lived with each other in juniors, lived with each other in AAA, like, in Colorado. 
Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's, I don't know, I guess, like, more like brothers, I would well, say. Well, I know Parky likes his lunch spots after practice. What was your guys' lunch spot in Slovakia? <laughs> well, we got free meals at the owner's restaurant, so it would be uh, Pizzeria Margarita. And uh, it was always, uh, like, uh, schnitzel and uh, rice, mm-hmm. or rija. And uh, it was always three tritsa three, which is $3.33, but, like, the team paid for it or whatever. But I remember, like, that was our budget for lunch every day, $3.33. So we'd, we'd go down, we'd big go to practice. Yeah, These yeah. guys so, are big spenders. So I'll preface this. We, we lived in the ice rink uh, in apartments that are attached to the uh, the arena. Okay. And then we would go every day after practice down to the pizzeria, eat lunch, and then we'd go to the bet store and we'd make bets on all these games from around the world and stuff like that and like crazy astronomical parlays and stuff for like a few bucks to try to become thousandaires or millionaires, you know. Mm-hmm. So you guys weren't eating lunch like... Our sponsor, Casey's. No, you weren't having lunch like at Casey's uh, Pizza and Subs over in Port Huron. No, these are these are subpar pizzas in uh, Slovakia. I would say. No. Oh my gosh! Well, we gotta take a second and thank our sponsor of this podcast, Casey's Pizza. So you gotta love it, right? Are you gonna get some dough fries with some meatballs? Yeah, they're only on the menu limited time. (laughs) This week I will. Amber loves the dough fries. I've actually been there like three times in the past two weeks. So So Mm -hmm. if you guys don't know, you gotta get dough fries. Check them out. Another hidden menu item. So if you don't know about Casey's normal menu items, you gotta check out some of these secret ones, like the dill pickle pizza, the Casey's. Tasty sticks, not breadsticks. Tasty sticks. Sounds like in and out with their secret menu. Yeah. So, and especially right now, the fall menu, the winter menu, the Italian menu, there's all these different menus. How do you keep it straight? It's getting like a crazy restaurant, too many menus. I don't even like uh, when they give you three. I want one menu at a restaurant. It reminds me of the spot in Danbury. I think it's called, uh, I don't know, it's like a diner thing. And Johnson actually hated this place. Because we go there. Listen, and- this is going to cost you a lot of money, Dan Barry. So Herm, <laughs> Billy, three brothers diner. No, it's not three brothers. We like where we Okay, no free plugs. Isn't that where we ate in October, I thought? Last October? I don't not, know. Not this place. We did eat there at three okay. plugs, though. Yeah. So, no, no not three to, it was good. Not, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Not to give this guy a free plug, because uh, this is a negative plug, I'd say. <laughs> We'd go there, and on this menu, it was like seven pages long, and they had Mexican food, and French food, and American food, and burgers, and breakfast food, and Italian food, and all this Chinese food. Are you talking oh, about wow. the Village okay. Garden in Danville? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? And the, these places <laughs> exist in all these cities, I guess. But Johnny's always like... I hate this place. Like, any place that makes this amount of food can't make anything good or keep anything fresh. And it's probably true. Yeah, it's probably all frozen. Yeah, we'd yeah, go there to eat all, just... Sounds like, like a diner menu with all yeah, that. Yeah, gosh, we'd go there just to eat to bother him. <laughs> well, if you're in Port Huron, go over to Casey's and check it out. Because starting up soon, they're doing alcohol to go. So you can get your last beer to go. It's a new rule in Michigan and Port Huron, completely legal if the restaurant and bar has that license. So uh, really cool. Uh, Port Huron's definitely stepping it up. So, you know, that's the thing. Guys come here and it's winter and it's snowy and it's cold and rainy and icy. And uh, it just doesn't seem that much fun. It's like a, you know, real cold hockey town. Well, during the summer... You know, the guys that stay here, and we live here now full-time, it's a totally different town. It's a it's a, a lake beach town. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is, right? Like, I mean, We're now, on the water. Now you look at those new rules and stuff, and it's like, guess what? 
You can't walk down the street with your beer in Columbus. You can't do that in Danbury. You know, oh, that's no. something we have to offer. Yeah. So you know, all the uh, all the big beer drinkers at Robo. Uh, you know, like that's a uh, that's a huge perk and a huge benefit about coming back here. So can you brown brown bag it? Uh, you don't, you don't even need eat to. it from uh, okay. the restaurant. They'll have special to-go glasses. Okay. Uh, Casey's have them for cocktails. It's a glass one with a like screw-on lid or something, and the beers will be in a plastic one. They'll all be labeled. Oh, okay, got and it. things right. like that. So that makes uh, sense. Okay, I didn't know if you had to like, carry it in a no, bag. No, one okay. I'll give it. That's one good thing that. Uh, that is coming out of all this. We got some good laws coming out with the bad laws. We got a good one. That's how Here's a new yeah. good law, guys, in Michigan and Port Huron. We got to-go alcohol. I just know that's how and it is. And it's all legal in the downtown area. So it's not the whole state, not the whole city. We're talking the downtown area. No drinking and driving. This is for everyone walking, hanging out, jumping bar to bar. So... It's going to be cool. Downtown Port Huron stepping it up. Another thing they're going to legalize, too, you know, is uh, uh, mobile sports betting. I've been following mm-hmm. that recently, too. And uh, maybe you'll get some uh, some prowlers action on there, you know. That's how uh, in Slovakia, actually, we could actually bet on FHL games. So, like, you know, with our oh insight, my gosh, with our yeah. insight, we'd look at the rosters and be like, That's oh, it. this guy's not playing. Oh, this guy's yeah. not playing. <laughs> try out. And we made, like, quite a bit of money. They actually took it off the, uh, the betting sites over there because, like, I think like all the guys in the team were taking our bet tips. So. Oh. <laughs> that is insane. He's going to get us all arrested. Guys, we're not betting on our own games. This guy's like shoeless Joe Jackson. He's going to be kicked out of hockey I'll, I'll just say it. When I was in Slovakia, like in the playoffs and stuff, me and uh, like me and Parkhouse, we were betting on our own games to win, not to lose. I was Pete Rose. I wasn't shoeless Joe. You know? Yeah, Joe, <laughs> Joe, don't bet on our games. We want you in the FHL Hall of Fame. <laughs> I know. Right? Pull a Gretzky. Get my wife to do it. Oh man! Oh gosh! But, uh, but yeah, now going on. So you were in Slovakia. Was that your like your routine? Like every day? It was every day, same thing. Yeah. yeah. Like the first the first year I was there with when I was there alone, I watched the entire seven seasons of Lost in uh, in about two weeks. So that was uh, oh my gosh! That was a lot of that's a binge, time. guys. Well, so now take people through the second season. You ran into some injury. And uh, so Matt, he's over there playing, and uh, you got injured once or twice. Walk him through what it was like to be injured in a foreign country. Do we have enough time for this? This is crazy. So I, uh, <laughs> my, so it wasn't the first year; it was my second year there. No, 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 it was my first year. I take that back. So my first year with Parkhouse there, uh, we decided to set up a uh, like a set breakout, right? Because it's bigger ice. So we just had the set breakout. And my routes to go down below the circle, come across the blue line, and then get the puck from the middle well they were trapping and this guy was just standing there and the guy gave me a buddy pass and i actually uh went knee to knee with this guy and ended up tearing my mcl and uh my meniscus but i didn't find that out until later actually so i uh i laid on the ice you know ended up getting uh like you tra- have to get carded off no trainer came out there and got me off <laughs> uh-huh. and i tried skating on it and i was just like this is crazy i can't believe this you know like i can't play like this because it was slipping out so uh <laughs> This is the crazy part. So I, uh, I end up going to uh, PT or physical therapy, and uh, the owner of the team uh, has my roommate, who's a Croatian guy who speaks English, Dominic Kanayat, taking us uh, or taking me to therapy. So they're going there and they're trying to get mobility in my leg, and uh, they can't get mobility in my leg because it's locking up, and they can't figure out why. So I ended up going to a uh, to a doctor. And the doctor and like the owner come with me. The owner and Dom come with me. We go into this doctor's office, 
and uh, it's socialized medicine over there and the doctors don't make very much money. So I walk in and I don't know what's going on necessarily and uh, you know all of a sudden I look over and the owner of the team's got this wad of cash out of his pocket and he's just slipping it in the pocket of uh, of this doctor and the doctor's like okay okay and like they're not speaking English they're speaking Slovak and I have no what idea what's the going doctor's on. office look like was it just was it anything that looked clean or new or concrete so, walls and you know that yeah, stale air and it, it was the hospital is what it was so yeah. it was like and it was like a uh, like a wartime hospital I would say yeah. so it's yeah, like yeah. <laughs> so so anyway so so wartime hospital you mean World War Two. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Maybe even World War One. I. I don't know. But, like, that's, like, the best way to describe it. I would describe it they're, like, 30 to 40 years behind us, you know? So anyways, what were the nurses wearing? Were they in gowns? I don't remember. What or they scrubs? I, I was freaking out they- because, <laughs> because I don't know what's going on, and, like, they're speaking Slovak, and I'm just, like, constantly tapping the guy on the shoulder going, hey, hey, what are they saying? What are they saying? And he's like, oh, it's not important. And I'm like, yeah, it's important to me because I don't know what's going on. So anyway, oh, so man. they end up taking me in the back and... Uh, he does like these laxicity tests on my knee and he's like, Oh, it's just MCL. Like you, you'll be okay. Like six weeks. And I'm like, okay, like that's it. Six weeks. He's like, yeah, we'll give you a brace. And like, you just wear it for six weeks. And I'm like, okay, perfect. So I have this brace that goes from my hip all the way down to my ankle. My knees locked in this thing and I'm on crutches and I'm like, okay, this is, this is great. Right. Well, to make matters even better, you know, like a couple weeks go by and then we end up finding out that we had a, uh, had a visa issue this year. And uh, we had, so when you go over to, uh, when you go in anywhere, uh, any ESTA countries, right, they, uh, they have 90 days on a visitor's visa. So this was my first uh, uh, run-in with, like, visas and stuff. And now I deal with it all the time here. <laughs> so you can go anywhere in, uh, in the Schengen with, uh, for 90 days and be on a visitor's visa. And that's what they had us on, and then they were going to transfer us on to, a, uh, like, a P1, essentially, over there. And uh, there's three Americans on the team, myself, Parkhouse, and Nick Metcalf. And um, Nick Metcalf had get, gotten there probably two weeks before us. So we're like, all right, when this guy tells us, like, that's when we'll end up having to find out that, like, we need to go get our visa. So all of a sudden he's like, I think it's been about 90 days. So we end up going to uh, going to the police station in Bonskipastritza and uh, going to get our visas. And we go in, or he goes in first, and they start getting his going. And they go, look at his, uh, his passport, and they go, you've been here for 93 days. And he's like, well, I thought it, I counted this many days. He's like, nope, 93. Lock him up. They arrest him, take him in the back. The owner comes out and goes, you guys get in the car. You guys get in the car and stay there. And we're like, what's going on? They're like, the, Dom, the guy who speaks English, comes out and goes, they just arrested him. He's going to have to get deported back to the U.S. because they didn't get his visa in time. And they start counting our days and stuff. And we had been there for like 87 days, I think. So cop comes out. Cop looks at us and goes, okay, here's your options. You can either uh, try to get this paperwork done now. It takes about a week or two to process. Uh, if we do that, it's going to go over 90 days and you're going to have to get deported. So uh, the other option was we can go to a non-Schengen country and freeze our time there. So what we did is we ended up going to uh, Croatia, which is a non-Schengen country. So all, so we go we yeah, go I back to the we go back to the rink that night, and the owner of the team's like, "You guys got to pack up all your stuff right now. I have people coming to drive you, and they're going to take you to Croatia, which is like." 13 hour drive or something like that and i'm like what and parkhouse like i'm not going this is crazy like i'm playing hockey right now like i just want to go home and it's like no like 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 you guys are going to croatia you guys are going to croatia so anyways we pack up all our hockey gear all our stuff and we get in this car with two random guys like it's a van and we get in the back and just fall asleep and the whole time he's like what are we doing and i have a leg brace on mm-hmm. with crutches and i'm like what about my rehab my therapy and stuff right <laughs> like i'm supposed to be off this thing in like a week or two you know so we end up going to Croatia, 
freezing our time. We're staying at Dom's house um, right in Zagreb. We, uh, we would go downtown every day, walk around, look around. Like I would crutch, you know, start walking a little bit. Uh, got to the point that we were there for, like, I think 14 days. We were there for two weeks, and it's just like at this point, like, what's going on? And, uh, you know, I've started trying to, like, rehabilitate my knee and stuff with, like, stuff I found on the Internet. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, like, all of a sudden, one day, randomly, like, uh, the uh, the owner of the team calls us and goes, hey, you guys are coming back now. Paperwork's good. We're like, oh, awesome, perfect. So Parkhouse is pissed because he's missed two weeks of the season. And he's just like, what is this? This is a joke, you know? So anyways, we uh, we get picked up like two days later, drive back to Slovakia, and get everything set up, and uh, figure out our visas for the season. And uh, they're like, okay, you're going to PT tomorrow. Go to PT. I go in there, and this is where they put me in this machine, and I had no range of motion in my knee because it was locked up because my meniscus was torn. So I'm like, this is great. They're like, yeah, you're, uh, you're going to have to get surgery. Double back real quick. The whole time I've been going to the doctors and stuff, they've been giving me another guy on the team's insurance card so that he can uh, so that he can get money for me going to the doctor and that they just charge his insurance instead of like paying cash for this stuff. But the owner's also giving him cash so I can get in there quicker or whatever. So anyway, so they're like, "Yeah, you need to have surgery. You, you need to have surgery." And I'm like, "Oh, this is sweet, you know." I, uh, I like I'm talking to my parents and I'm like, "What am I gonna do? This is this is this is asinine. I can't believe this." Like, if I come back to America, I don't have insurance, and I'm going to have to pay for this out of pocket, and who knows how much that would cost. Or if I stay here, the owner of the team's going to pay for this with cash. So they set up my surgery date seven days later. Uh, I go in there. Same Army hospital? No, no, no. This is a private facility, and they, I have this insurance guy, this guy's insurance card. So I go to this private facility. We go in there, and they're like, let me see the insurance card. I give it to them, and they go, that's not you. And I'm like, well, yeah, I know. And they're like, we're not doing surgery on someone unless you have insurance. Like, you got to go. So they end up taking me back. The owner of the team has to file. The owner of the team has to file an insurance claim. And uh, I don't know what happened, but like, let's say like, I don't know, maybe they covered pre-existing conditions or something like that. But anyways, he gets it okayed, files a claim two days later after he buys me insurance, and then. Uh, yeah, we end up uh, going back to the public hospital in Bonska Street, so the war hospital. And uh, for what's normally an outpatient procedure, I had to check in in the morning, spend all day there, spend the night, have surgery in the morning, and then spend one more night there. So it was a three-day thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. In a war hospital. Yep. And oh, then I man. wake up the next day. Or Sorry, I wake up the next day, go have my surgery. Uh, they, uh, they... <laughs> So they, they give me the surgery, I come back to my room, they lift me bed to bed, transfer me, put me up in the room, and I look down and I have a drainage tube coming out of my knee that's dripping into a uh, like a child's Dasani water bottle. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> so I'm feeling my back, I'm like, oh, my kidney's there and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, like, but no, it, it's... Uh, Could you imagine what the nurses were saying about him while he's in the bed <laughs> Oh, they, they weren't happy with me, I mean, me, what's, going, what's going on through your head through all this? I like I don't know. I mean, like I was just I I think I was just numb to it at this point. Okay. Right? Did Parkhouse yeah. come visit you in the hospital? He didn't have a car, so he couldn't come visit. I had one, <laughs> I had one guy from the team come visit the captain, Serna. Uh, he came and he visited me one day, and he brought me like snacks and stuff. Because little did I know, the food that they gave me, like I wake up in the morning and they're like, "Oh, here's breakfast," and I'm like, "What is it?" Three three pieces of bread, different kinds, like a loaf, uh, a slice, and like I don't even know a roll. And there's mold on one of them, and then oh. a tomato and a bowl of mayonnaise. And I'm like, okay, like, Ugh. I'm going to eat this, right? 
So uh, I ended up eating the granola bars and stuff that that guy brought me. But, yeah, I had no idea what I was getting into. I'm sharing a room with two other guys. One has a metal plate in his arm, and he just looks miserable. He's sitting there like... It, it it was crazy. I I don't think I'll ever experience something like that again. I hope. And were you there for only three days or longer? Uh, I was there for three days. Okay. I checked out, and then uh, you know similar similar checked to, out or ran out. <laughs> they they came and checked me out. And similar similar to injury protocol here. I'd say I was playing uh, like three four days later. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wow. Oh, and that's it. People think we like we have it bad. They hear FHL stories. They're like, "That's horrible." No, what he just <laughs> yeah, told I know. Us, that's horrible. My face hurts from smiling right now. I can't stop. <laughs> oh gosh, Graham, that is that's too much. Well, it, it was and, worth it though because we ended up winning the championship that year. Yeah, I was, so that was going to ask cool. you that next. Yeah. yeah. So you next the the next year you won it? They're still waiting for the rings, don't worry. Yeah, I think no, it was the next year. No, we don't get rings. And it was it was a promotion series to get into the highest. I was I was gonna ask you yeah, and then you got to play like the lowest team in the league above you, correct? Yeah, so it so. was uh, it was promotion. So we we were the champions of our league. This is the same league that Foos went over there and uh, Marker went over there to play. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. But uh yeah we we're the champions of our league and we played a seven game series against the uh, the last place team of the uh, the highest league. So think about that. Fans in North America, how cool would that be if you your East Coast Hockey League team and your SPHL team or your Fed team that you root for got to finish in first and then compete against a team at the next level. So you would have an FHL team playing the last place SB team to swap leagues, and you would have the first place SB team playing the last place Coast team to swap leagues. Do you know? And the Coast to the A. It would be so cool. It would be so cool. A to the NHL? But, but I mean, no, that would be too much. I, yeah. But, but here's the, a funny, here's the funny thing. That's a different level, Jeremy. <laughs> here's the funny thing about that, though, is like it's funny because like they'll play these series, and then the series will be done and if the lower team gets promoted guess what players they're taking at the at that next level next year all the players from the team they just played against basically yeah. so it's the same players on these teams every year essentially oh, right? aside from like one or no two no wonder why that's why they're staying in last you need a new team you need if yeah. your team beat that team why you need those junk guys right you're almost playing to play yourself out of a job oh that, <laughs> that's horrible and that seven game series did you guys win or yeah we won one game oh, okay, so one i mean game? Uh, mm-hmm. like the first game i think they blew us out and then we won one game and uh yeah, I, I, there was like talk that they might have thrown the game because they were betting on it or whatnot. But I mean, it was uh, like I don't know. They, they were close games other than that. But this yeah. is insane. Don't go to Slovakia, kids. Yeah, right. no, oh, that's man. not. It's not your first choice. Yeah, well, we, had, <laughs> we had a guy. We had a guy. Fans know him as the Moose. Shay Carey was uh, ran out of the Polish league. You saw the captain and really? coach betting on the team or doing some insider betting like that. You know, oh, it's you it's know. very prevalent over there. It happens all the time. But it's funny because like there's these small bet shops in the city and stuff, and they're right by your house. And like they know who you are. You go in there and you just place all these bets and stuff. But. Well. So let's leave Europe and come back to the FHL because when you got back, you went to Danbury, and that's where you met one of the guys we're going to talk about next. You went to Danbury and met Alex Johnson. Yeah, well, real quick before that, it's funny. I called, uh, actually called Berlin before I called Danbury because I thought Danbury was going to be a powerhouse, and I was like, I'd like to go somewhere where I can, like, you know, like have a pretty big role in the team. And uh, I called Berlin, and Andre was like, yeah, you can pay for free agent camp if you'd like. And I was like, yeah, no thanks. I called Danbury, and Danbury was like, yeah, how much money do you want? So I was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> So, you know, 
they did finish better than us that year, but you know, I mean, uh, I still think we had a better team. So. Oh gosh, yeah. I think you guys did have a good team that year, but uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a rough year for us here in Port Huron, and uh, that was the year we had to make some changes, and that's where senior came in, started revamping the team. But, uh, yeah, the next year was a great year, and you were here then, and you were here because he liked, uh, you know, the way you played for Danbury, remembered you from Watertown, and uh, Parkhouse was already here, and uh, it was just kind of one of those things, I think, one year away from you. Or that was it. One year away from you, Parky, that's all he could handle. He wanted you back next year. Oh, it wasn't me. I mean, you guys picked me up in the draft, you know, so that had to be him wanting me back, I'd say. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was name-dropping, get Graham, get Graham. Get Graham. Uh, I, was, I was in his ear what, telling him about what? that. And your dad's calling me, interviewing me, like, what are you going to do for the team? How good are you going <laughs> to like? Uh, whatever you want, man. See, like, Jeremy, that's how it works. What are you going to do for yeah. me? Well, when you say draft, <laughs> what, 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 is this after Danbury, the, I guess, Titans folded? Yeah, so they, it was, I was a draft? I was coaching a roller hockey camp, and then one day we just woke up, and uh, Danbury had folded. So uh, mm. they had a dispersal draft. And oh, then, okay. uh, your dad's like, who else should I pick? Should I pick Dalton J or should I pick this guy? And I'm like, pick Alex Johnson. You want Alex Johnson yeah. here. And, yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah, I ended up getting Alex Johnson here uh, with me as well in the second round, I think, of that draft. But. And it's just so fitting, folks, that just over this past week, again, we get Alex Johnson back here again. Yeah. So if you didn't see it, we uh, picked up Johnson in a trade from Danbury, and uh, he'll be a prowler again. So we're looking forward to that. So, Johnny, uh, you know, get healthy, buddy, and let's rock and roll. Let's win a championship this year. Everyone, come prepared because we're looking at the list of guys right now, and it is a long list. Graham, have you ever seen a list like that besides for when Senior was here? Uh, I've never seen a list this deep, I would say. You know what I mean? It's like it's not even that – I've seen some long lists and like guys go through players, but nothing as deep as this list. How right good here. is our fourth and fifth line? Oh, they'd be second <laughs> lines on any other team, 100%. So we have some tough decisions to make, but uh, a little teaser. Uh, our captain, yes, I am not the captain. If you don't pay attention, I coach and play and do everything. I handed the actual C off. I handed the C off to Matt Robertson over a year ago and uh, – it looks like Matt's going to be coming back, and uh, he's going to be rocking that C for one more year. You guys think he's ready for it? For the C or for, for to come back? I know to he come back. You know, I he, mean, the whole shebang. It's funny. I've seen uh, I have Matt Robertson on Snapchat, and he's been sending me some Snapchats of him uh, him running and doing uh, long distance runs. And he's just like dying on these things. He's like, oh. Um, but you know what, though? It's funny when a guy like that's like, you know, trying to get in shape and trying to take this pretty serious, you know that we're going to have a dangerous team. So, Well, you know, his gear is probably still here in the room, so he better be running or doing something because we have a few other guys that have some good resumes that their gear is still in the room from last season, too. So, folks, if an FHL player leaves his gear in the room, that means he doesn't have a second set of gear at home. We're running on one set of skates, one set of pants, shin pads. So, uh, 
I've tried to save up enough for a second set of gear, but usually by the time I'm getting new shin pads, the old ones are toast. Well, at this shattered. In this day and age, too, it's like you might as well just sell it on sideline swap and get some money back for it. You know. Oh so. gosh, so my stuff cannot sell. <laughs> I use it till it's gone. You can't even give it away. No, I couldn't. It would be <laughs> improper. Play it again. Goes no thanks. That stuff's dangerous. Well, you know it when your kneecaps are all broken. Yeah. You can't. No one will give you anything for broken elbow pads. No, or for sure. Velcro torn right off. Yeah. Yep. Well, guys, if you are uh, looking forward to us starting up, uh, we are too. And, yes, we want to put together a championship team. So, hopefully, this is the year to do it. We'll be drinking, drinking what? To go what? beers. To go beers. Yeah, to go beers. Casey's in our cup. <laughs> and maybe because of the new championships, will people not share the cup and all drink from the cup together? Oh, did you see that last night? The Dodgers won the World Series, and uh, they took Justin Turner out of the game in the eighth inning because he tested positive before the game, and they got his results back during the game. They took him out of the game, and then afterwards, during the celebration, he came back he out, out on the field an hour mm-hmm. later and was like, I'm just celebrating with these guys. Like, screw it. I I don't know, man. I don't know, but Crazy. but oh I mean, I, I think you're guys, to, we do yeah. not want that happen in the FHL because we know we'll get toasted by everyone. Just, just take a sip out of the cup, get a Clorox wipe, wipe it, and oh, pass no. it off. <laughs> what did the Stanley Cup winners do? What did they do? I'm sure. Well, they were all in a bubble, so I'm sure they shared it. You know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know about after they left, though. I mean, they're probably passing it around. You know, like everyone. You got it now. Now you got it. Now I got it. And then, like you know, like. Oh know. man. This baseball thing was crazy. Football, I heard they're not even practicing. A lot of them don't. Yeah, they'll yeah. do remote practices yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, games keep getting rescheduled. Teams are playing on like Tuesdays now and stuff, or two Monday night games. It's yeah, football's wild. Well, that's what I heard. They're not practicing, and you know they're doing run-throughs and stuff like just offense and just defense. So they're not together at the arena together. Mm. I was like, what about if we're gonna have to do that? You know, I said. You know, what are we going to do this season that makes it safer for us, for the players, but it's going to be a hassle? Oh, you know, one practice a week, would that help or hurt, or would it make a difference? I don't if think being together three but... days a week or one day a week, could you catch more things, guys feeling sick? Well, you'd, have to, have, you'd have to have immediate testing every day and stuff like that. I mean, it's like, no. it, that just seems... Well, I really think the way some coaches have coached my career... Uh, you play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're back on the ice Monday, you know, or barely Monday, we're going to the gym Monday, we're back on the ice Tuesday. You don't even know if you're feeling bad, you know, you're getting up, you're going to practice, you're pushing through it, and then you realize after practice, like, hey, I'm coming down with something. Right. But you didn't even have that time to see because your body never has that moment to rest. And I feel like that's how things go around the room because that happens in locker rooms, fans. If some guy gets strep, we got to get him away from the rest of the guys fast because it will go around that room so quickly. Well, that's that's why this year when we uh, when we send everyone their New Balance packets, you know, like when we sign like guys when they sign the contracts, we send them all their Prowlers gear, their yeah. hoodies, yeah. their pants, their beanies, their hats, everything like that. When we send that out, we're just going to send the virus out with it, so they're all immune when we come back. Just send the COVID test <laughs> out. Graham's not allowed to joke like that. He's never been on a podcast, folks. Can't say can't say bomb on an airplane. <laughs> so Graham, you can't say that stuff. You know, you'll scare people. Players are listening. They're never opening a package from us. It's going to be like the anthrax. <laughs> yeah, 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 anthrax. <laughs> oh, 
Well, again, let's thank our sponsor, uh, Casey Harris, over at Casey's Pizza in Port Huron, because he is just so delicious over there. you got to check out something from the fall menu before it's gone, folks. Go get Italian beef. You can feel like you're in Chicago. Hurry up. Let's go. But uh, let's thank Matt Graham. It was so nice having you and hearing some stories. But fans, we're only halfway through Matt's career. So uh, (laughs) he's got to come back again, and we got to finish up Matt's, like, even just till now, till present, it's going to take a whole nother episode. Oh, yeah. I think he has plenty of stories from last year to uh, fill up another podcast. Well, I think we can fill up a whole podcast with your Danbury season. Probably. I'd like to come back and hear some of these Joe Pace stories. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to tease him a little bit, you know, taking the boat over to uh, to Cape Cod and, you know, some stuff like that. You know, talk Billy Tibbetts and, you know. Yeah, I've taken boats to two games and from a game in the FHL. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's wild. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't think you're going to travel the games on boats in the FHL. But, yeah, people got private jets. We got boats. We got fishing boats, speed boats. <laughs> So, fans, we we appreciate this. We love bringing you this podcast. So, the Prowlers Podcast comes to you every Friday. Check us out. Tell a friend. And uh, if you're seeing this on Facebook, please share this link. Share it so everyone gets to enjoy this. Now, Jeremy, it was awesome, man. Good episode. <laughs> we had to get so. this guy here finally. I think you should be thanking Matt. Too. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we have to uh, unhandcuff him from the desk yeah. so he could leave now. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just stay here, guys. No, <laughs> no, thanks for having me. It was fun. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be back for sure. So. Uh, awesome. Yeah, we might have to chain him down and record another episode right now. Yeah, 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 guy is so recluse, we can't get him in the office anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm working all the time, you know. Now I'm, now I'm starting to secure all the sponsorships and uh, starting tickets and everything. So, you know. Well, the ice is going in, fans. The seats look great. The lights are amazing. You could actually see in the McMorrin. And we're ready to go for this 2021 20, season. So weird to say, 20. 21 season. Yeah, 2020. I can't wait. I can't season. wait until it's 2021 season. I was gonna say, but it's got to be. It feels good to say that, no? That there will be a season. I know. Yeah. So keep doing what you can. Wash your hands, and we'll be back to hockey before you know it. <laughs> <laughs>